Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, the one and only, and thank God for that, Rob Carson. Hi. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out exactly how this became a racist, white supremacist thing. <laughs> You know, hold on. Okay, I just want to break this down real quick. Just break it down real quick, because uh, you know, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse goes to Kenosha. Uh, he's asked to go there and protect the business because he knows that the city's going to burn because there were like 530 uh, uh, riots uh, in 2020 where cities burned, where uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter presided over them, presided over the destruction. Billions of dollars worth of damage, thousands of police officer injuries, uh, billions of dollars stolen and looted, thirty over 30 deaths, the whole deal. Kyle Rittenhouse goes to protect the business. He is uh, beset by a mob of people. He is beaten. He runs away from the mob. He turns on the mob. Uh, one of the mobsters was beating him with a skateboard, attempting to grab his weapon. Uh, the other one uh, actually had a gun and pointed it at him. And uh, and Kyle uh, Rittenhouse shot and killed two of them and injured one of them before he could be shot in the face by that one, who is a career criminal. All of them career criminals, by the way. All of them white. One of them a five-time child rapist. The other one with a rap sheet, 10 years long. Strangulation, DUI, uh, uh, breaking and entering, all sorts of stuff. All three white people shot by a clean-cut young man who's never done a racist thing in his life. And this is about racism. <laughs> This is, I mean, the, the left is so twisted with hate, so twisted with hate. And I made this point the other day. When the left loses an argument, they go down like movie vampires. They, they, I mean, lashing out, shrieking in every direction, grabbing at anything they can when their argument is being destroyed, like in Lost Boys, uh, you know, when, when they uh, drive the stake into the vampires or, as they were sleeping. You know, just, just very much like movie vampires. They just, they just completely uh, irrational uh, lashing out and, and throwing everything against the wall to see if it'll stick. 
how many how many ways am I a racist? Uh, how many ways are white and black people and and Asian people and Indian people at school board meetings preaching against CRT? How many uh, ways are they racist? How many ways are we racist? Like for instance, Virginia voters who voted in a black lieutenant governor uh, woman, the, the historical in the in the four hundred year history of the Commonwealth. <laughs> And the people who voted for her are racist, and she's a white supremacist. <laughs> it's, it's just, I mean, it would be funny if it weren't so dangerous. It would just, it would be funny if it weren't so dangerous, and if it weren't, it weren't so freaking insane. It is absolutely insane. And the great thing about it is the American people get it. We really get it. And, and as we go through our day-to-day lives, we, we see people of color and we sit by them at the bar. Or maybe we, you know, see them at the gym and, and we don't go, like, oh, you're black. I really hate you. Or, you're a white, me, you're white. You're a, you're, you're a cracker. You know, whatever. And I don't see a lot of that. You know, I don't, I don't see a lot of that. You know, I'll see like a black guy with a flat tire and I'll be like, okay, hey, can I help you fix your tire? Yeah, okay, sure. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, just sort of that sort of thing. And then this, this uh, millennials came along, and they haven't had a war. They haven't had a civil rights movement, so they had to create something that doesn't exist. They had to create something that doesn't exist to cover up policies that have absolutely failed the black family for decades. So um, all of that has been brought to the fore, and I'm hoping that this, this shining a spotlight on this idiocy will cause it to go away, will cause the rats to scurry in every direction. I mean, it's not going to die immediately, but um, uh, honestly, it, it has gone so off the deep end when, um, like uh, this new representative, Cory Bush, who honestly dethroned AOC as the dumbest person in Congress, I mean, by a long shot, uh, saying that, you know, this is racism and that uh, uh, because of Kyle Rittenhouse being, if he's acquitted, uh, black people are going to get shot at. It's, a, it's, it makes, it's mindless nonsense. Here is a Jen Psaki saying that it was a crisis that we had to pass, this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, because the world was coming to an end and everybody was going to die. And, and now she's saying that, that we really aren't in crisis, uh, even though we are in crisis. Uh, I would just note that this is not, you know, sometimes it's, I'm not saying you're doing this, but sometimes people compare this to the Recovery Act of 2009. It is not that. Which was uh, 800 or $900 billion that did nothing but line the pockets of unions. We are not in the middle of uh, an economic, a historic economic crisis right now. Oh, I'd say the highest uh, inflation rate in 40 years would be pretty historic. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I mean, if you just look at the history, history usually has something to do with time. And, uh, you know, uh, 40 years is a long time, so I would say that uh, the highest inflation in 40 years would be historic. All right, coming up in a second, I'm going to share <laughs> Kamala Harris, who has been talking about being dissed, and her staff talking about being dissed by the Biden administration. The Biden administration apparently saying, you know, maybe we should just nominate her for a Supreme Court vacancy so we can get her out of the VP position and replace her because... We have no chance of winning if she's the candidate in 2024. She got dissed yesterday big time, skipped over in the public ceremony. And yesterday, Jen Psaki was asked about the uh, discontent there. And, and apparently, like I said, apparently uh, the, the Biden administration, they're considering there's a Supreme Court vacancy nominating her so they can get her the hell out of the vice president position. Uh, she's somebody who is not only uh, uh, taking on issues uh, that are... Uh, no, she's been given positions, and uh, 
I mean, she's always taken positions, but they're usually physical. But um, uh, she's given positions, and uh, she doesn't do anything. Challenging. She's not looking for a cushy role here. Uh, no vice president is, no president is, uh, and that she's somebody that um, is a valuable member of the team, and he expects to She's all speaking a lot, and she's not saying anything. So you can all expect to be out there, uh, 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 out in the country on the infrastructure bill, and he's looking forward to having her out there, too. Yeah, looking at her dab out there, and yeah, yeah, whatever, sure. But anyway, yesterday, on top of everything else, <clears throat> she's there at the uh, the big signing of the infrastructure bill, and uh, she walks up to the podium, and <laughs> the announcer uh, reads the wrong name. Hey. <laughs> so she's getting ready to talk. Here comes the announcer. Please welcome Heather Curtenbach. <laughs> In a moment. <laughs> I gotta hear that again. That's fantastic. Please welcome Heather Curtenbach. In a moment. (laughs) There you go. Please have a seat. Please, please, please. You know, there's just there's no there's no win for losing when it comes to Kamala. She's border czar, but won't go to the border. Hasn't been, well, once. From Mexico, she stays so very far. Never been. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Kamala. Responsibility, she's always shirking. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. It's seldom that you'll ever see her working. Kamala, Kamala, I know that it's a mystery that Kamala, Kamala could somehow become the VP. God help us. You know she wants to move into the White House. <laughs> she can't wait to become the left's new star. Disaster it would be, what a tragedy If somehow she became the president Miss Kamala It's appearing less likely But clearly uh, they're freaking out because she has a 28% approval rating Which is just above uh, Brussels sprouts for a five-year-old That's just about where it is, so uh, they're looking for an option. And I said from the get-go, the reason why she was chosen was not to check boxes. She just is a space filler. That's what she was as the VP. They did check a couple boxes, a person of color and woman as vice president, but she brought nothing to the ticket as far as a draw because she's completely insufferable. So why did they bring her to the ticket? Well... I just have kind of a funny feeling while they were uh, in states like Pennsylvania uh, restructuring election laws and and, uh, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars being spent by Mark Zuckerberg to uh, place unmonitored ballot boxes in battleground states and all that. I have a feeling that they kind of thought the fix was probably in on the old 2020 election. I know you don't want to hear that. Some people don't want to hear that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep saying it because I've got the facts on my side. And uh, the mainstream media does not have the, and never has had, the journalistic curiosity to ask any questions about anything, even though over a thousand people have sworn affidavits saying they saw election fraud, among other things. That said, 
She brought nothing to the ticket. She brings nothing now to the ticket. They thought that she might be able to pull it off as the vice president, and now they're realizing that there's no way, there's not a snowball chance in, you know, that Joe Biden is going to run again in 2024. He'll be 81 years old. He's already suffering extreme dementia. Give me a break. And they know they're going to get curb stomped with her. Although, I don't care who they nominate at this point, they're going to get curb stomped. Jennifer Grandholm, who laughed at high gas prices a week ago, she's our energy secretary. Despite the fact that the Biden administration has taken a hard stance against domestic fossil fuel production and the energy crisis, uh, immediately after taking office, Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, ditched a large drilling project in Alaska, banned new oil and gas leasing on federal lands, confirmed it was reviewing the possibility of shutting down Key Line 5, not uh, Key Line Pie, Key Line 5 pipeline in Michigan. And on Monday, the administration moved to halt oil and gas leasing on a large swath of land in New Mexico. All of these things causing gas prices to skyrocket. Here's Jennifer Granholm saying, oh, yeah, the president's all over these gas prices. He's going to do something, but he, he really doesn't have a plan. So gas prices in California, I have to look down at this. The number is so big, I shouldn't even need my glasses. $4.67 for a gallon in California. That's more than it's ever been there. And you don't have to go to California for high gas prices. They're high around the country. What's the administration doing today to address that problem? Yeah, I mean, John, the president is all over this. He he really is very concerned about, you know, inflation, obviously, and the price of, of gasoline, because that's the most obvious manifestation of it. And as you know, no president controls the price of gas. Yeah, he's all over it. He's all over the map, but he's not doing anything. This time, we're going to get it fixed. Joe Biden's been in office for 50 years. Patrick Leahy's been in office for almost 50 years. Nothing's ever been fixed. But we keep looking to our great savior, the Democrat Party. I don't. And they keep promising, oh, this is going to be it right here. This is going to be the end all. This is going to fix the schools. This is going to give us clean drinking water. This is going to fix our roads and bridges. And 50 years later, none of it's been fixed. The schools still suck. The bridges are broken. I mean, honestly, don't you get tired of being played? And another thing, don't you get tired of them taking credit for spending your money and spending your money irresponsibly? Your money just disappeared into the ether under the Obama administration, and nobody seems to care. But this time, this time, oh yeah, this time it's going to happen. This time everything's going to be fixed. 50 years of failure, more than 50 years of failure, 100 years of failure by the Democrat Party. Promises made, promises broken again and again and again. But this is the time it's going to be fixed with a senile president. Yeah, it's going to happen. Our dollar is going down. Your dollar is buying less. One thing that you can always depend on is precious metals, silver and gold. And if you are considering investing in those, American Hartford Gold is the company that I would suggest. They sell physical silver and gold delivered right to your door or inside of your IRA. They make it easy, by the way. Highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call them right now. They'll give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver on the first order. Yeah. Here is the number. 866-204-8226. 866-204-8226. Or text 
Rob, R-O-B, my name, to 65532. Remember that, Rob, to 65532. So the left wants to burn down Kenosha, Wisconsin. People came from all over to burn down Kenosha the last time. Jack Posobiec, he's a senior editor at Human Events, was doing a uh, uh, podcast with, uh, I guess, uh, Breitbart. Um, he's written a book called The Antifa Story from the Inside of the Black Block. He said uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse is acquitted today, presumably he will be, hopefully he will be, otherwise it's a miscarriage of justice. Then at the end of the day, you're going to see an uprising in Kenosha. Now, there are 500 National Guard troops. Uh, Posobiec, who I really enjoy what he is writing, by the way, says that's why finally Governor Tony Evers has brought in the National Guard. He said 500 troops are going to be on standby. It blows my mind because if he had just put those 500 troops in Kenosha, remember the night of the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting was a night of three of the riots. A lot of these rioters, Kenosha is only 45 minutes from Chicago, so they're coming down from Chicago. They were coming down from Milwaukee into Kenosha. It's not their town. They were tearing it up. Now, there's a lot of questions as to why Kyle Rittenhouse was there. You know why Kyle Rittenhouse was there? To stop what had happened the previous two nights. That's why he was there. He was asked to be there. These tools, the three that he shot, were there to wreck and destroy. That's why they were there. We know that, for instance, Gage Cross was actually part of an Antifa-linked group. It was, uh, it was called the People's Revolution Movement. Doesn't that sound uh, communistic? We know that uh, Joseph Rosenbaum was a five-time child rapist. He had just been released from a mental health facility. He was screaming that he was going to kill those who opposed the protests. He was using the N-word, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Huber was also a criminal, Anthony Huber. They were all in Kenosha to burn and wreck and pillage and loot the same way that Antifa and Black Lives Matter had done for an entire year. And yet, everybody's why did Kyle Rittenhouse take his gun there? Why did he take his gun there? Well, he, he took his gun there to protect people because the police are never able to, because they had their hands tied, do anything. So it's not about being a vigilante. It's about being a responsible human being looking out for other people when people are asked for help. One of the dumbest things I've heard in a very long time yesterday was from Kenosha County Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger. Now, I'm not a big gun guy. I did a lot of shooting when I was a kid. I've got several guns at home, um, but I'm, I'm nowhere nearly as, as knowledgeable as like Kyle Rittenhouse. Yesterday, the, uh, this, this idiot... Uh, this attorney, he, he decides to take the, uh, the AR-15 that Kyle had. He has said that it, would, it had been, uh, uh, you know, emptied. Uh, there was no uh, magazine in the gun. And he picks it up, and he, uh, and he points it at the jury. He was trying to reenact what he claimed was visible on blurry drone footage in the moments before Kyle Rittenhouse fatally shot two people. The moment was mocked online, users pointing out that Binger apparently had his hand on the trigger as he pointed at the jury, which any responsible gun owner knows. Even if a gun is unloaded, you don't point it at people. 
That was the number one rule that I got when I was a kid. My brother was a cop, and we'd go out, and we would shoot guns. We, we had a, um, a big pasture, and there was a big uh, wall of, of dirt from a railroad right away that we could fire at targets, and the, and the bullets would go right into the dirt. And if I stepped one foot in front of his foot as he was shooting, or if I even joked around, even I never pointed a, a gun at anyone. Uh, just because I knew I was going to get my, my clock cleaned. But if my foot stepped in front of his, standing beside him, I'd get smacked upside the head. The NRA says a gun should always be pointed in a safe direction. Users should always keep their finger off the trigger until they're ready to shoot. He uh, was reportedly told there were no bullets in the gun when he fired, uh, uh, pointed it, which sounds a whole lot like Alec Baldwin in the uh, and what happened on the Rust set, doesn't it? Uh-huh. But here is this, the, the dumbest thing I've heard in a very long time from Kenosha Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger. He brought his AR-15. That's why he's got to come up with this cockamamie theory that Joseph Rosenbaum was not only going to take the gun, but take it and then turn it on the defendant. And the defendant actually... How many times does that happen to a police officer? How many times does that happen to a police officer? It happened in, uh, in Ferguson, Missouri. Darren Wilson was attacked by Mike Brown. Mike Brown tried to get his weapon as Darren Wilson was sitting in his police vehicle. Mike Brown ran off. Darren Wilson got out of the vehicle. Mike Brown charged him. He was high on uh, cannabis and other stuff. And Darren Wilson shot him. So everything he's saying here is completely moronic and specious. He thought Joseph Rosenbaum was going to take that gun and not only kill him, but kill other people. This happens all the time. Which is really ironic, considering the defendant is the one who killed people in this case, and the only one. Yeah, because he tried to take his weapon and kill him. But, and he said he was going to kill him. Putting that aside, they have to convince you that Joseph Rosenbaum was going to take that gun and use it on the defendant because they know... Because he said he was going to do it. Oh, you can't claim self-defense against an unarmed man like that. Okay, let's, let's listen to that again, because that's where we reach critical stupid. Pegging out the stupid. I mean, like, wow, stupid. They know you can't claim self-defense against an unarmed man like that. So I would assume that when a police officer rolls up on a scene and maybe his dispatcher should say, hey, just wanted you to know that he is acting very uh, uh, irately. He just got out of a mental hospital. He's a child rapist. Uh, he's been screaming that I'm going to kill you to a bunch of different people, and, and he's been attacking people. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, leave your weapon in the car. Because, uh, you know, he's an unarmed person, and you can't uh, claim self-defense if you have a gun and he is unarmed, you see. Was going to take that gun and use it on the defendant because they know you can't claim self-defense against an unarmed man like this. Yes, you absolutely 100% can. Do you, do you understand? Have I made my point? I think I've made my point. <laughs> I, think, I think I've made my point. Dumbest thing ever. And as he was saying this, I'm going... You've got to be kidding. <laughs> you have absolutely got to be kidding. And here is the attorney talking about what Joseph Rosenbaum did that night and how it was no big deal. He just happens to stumble into it. So what is he just stumbled into it? He do that night. <laughs> what? Oh, let me tell you all the awful things Joseph Rosenbaum did. He tipped over a porta potty that had no one in it. Okay, it's called vandalism. All right, fine. All right. He swung a chain. 
He lit. Okay, you know, chains usually can be used as weapons. If you're swinging a chain, that's pretty much a that's pretty much a weapon. What did you do after the chain thing? He lit a metal garbage dumpster on fire. He set a dumpster fire. I think that is uh, pretty much what they do at riots. Oh, and there's this empty wooden flatbed trailer that they pulled out in the middle of the road, and they tipped it over to stop some bearcats. And they- okay, to stop some bearcats. You know what bearcats are? Bearcats are police vehicles. So he was interrupting a police uh, procedure, by the way, as well. The police were there, presumably, to stop the looting and burning uh, that was going on by the rioters like uh, this doofus, Joseph Rosenbaum. Lit it on fire. Everything he did uh, was what rioters do. Oh, and he said some bad words. He said the N-word. He said, I'm going to kill you, N-word. But he said the N-word. That was, honestly, wow. Um, Police officers, uh, military members, what do you think? Can you not claim self-defense if you have a weapon and the person who is confronting you does not? (laughs) You can't claim self-defense. There are a lot of things uh, going uh, against Kyle Rittenhouse. One of the things is the massive barrage of media calling him vigilante and murderer, uh, even up until yesterday. Uh, the President of the United States calling him a white supremacist, effectively in one of his campaign commercials. I mean, could you imagine being 17 years old and being subjected to that before you even made it to trial? On the Newsmax hotline is one of the hottest hosts, and I mean uh, ratings-wise, although he's quite a handsome man. Grant Stinchfield. <laughs> Grant Stinsfield, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Rob. It's great to be on with you this afternoon. Thank you. Oh, buddy, I'm watching your Twitter feed here, and this is this is fantastic. You're showing this more on yesterday. This uh, Kenosha County Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger doing his best um, uh, uh, impersonation of Alec Baldwin, pointing, <laughs> pointing the AR at the at the jury with his finger. And, and your your comment is dangerous, un-American ass clown. No other way to describe him. I know <laughs> that you are a, a very knowledgeable gun owner and member of the NRA. Uh, your thoughts on on his behavior yesterday you know it's interesting i worked for the national rifle association for a long time helped them launch nra tv and to watch his actions not just yesterday but in court throughout the whole week show you what a gun hating anti-constitution guy this is i mean if you just go back to the line that he had um that basically said because he brought a gun he loses his right to self-defense do you know what that would mean for oh, wow. 5 million members of the NRA and everybody else that's got a concealed handgun license around America? You can't defend yourself, Rob. Yeah, yeah. It, it, honestly, it was stupid. And the only thing that I can say is, uh, A, he is woefully ignorant, certainly, but he's also hoping that same sort of woeful ignorance is in the box on the jury. Uh, you know, when he said some incredibly stupid stuff, his uh, assistant saying that, uh, you know, if a skateboard is a weapon, you better tell mom and dad at Christmas time because, you know, you might want to just get your kid an AR. Uh, they're, they're using big bad gun versus little tiny, uh, you know, unarmed, violent criminal child rapist, you know, and they're hoping that they, that they can paint this, this big bad gun um, as the enemy and, and they're hoping for the same ignorance in the, in the juror box, right? Well, Rob, what happens when liberals start to lose? Uh, they resort to lies. It's their only tool in an unwinnable argument. And so this all started from the very start when they called it a protest in Kenosha. Well, we know it wasn't a protest. We know it was a riot. Then they said this is all about race. And the media actively hid from the public that Kyle Rittenhouse's three victims 
were all white. They weren't black. They were white. And so how is this a case of, of racism? Then you get in, and of course, you have the war on the AR-15 and gun rights in America, when clearly the video shows they had threatened Kyle Rittenhouse first. One guy's got a bike chain. They've got another. He's a convicted felon with, with a, a pistol, and they're more concerned about Kyle Rittenhouse, a police explorer with an AR, than they are with the convicted <laughs> felon who has no business to a gun. So the entire case, the entire trial was based off of these lies that we get from the left over and over again. It uh, is remarkable, and what's worse, um, is, or as bad, I should say, is the mainstream media, uh, and even the Biden administration up to yesterday, essentially saying that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was a vigilante. Uh, yesterday, Jen Psaki said that the president cannot comment on any ongoing uh, trial, and then said, but what we can say is that he is against vigilantes, <laughs> armed vigilantes, going into cities, and uh, where peaceful protests may have been adulterated by people who might set stuff on fire. They, they, she kept it up even yesterday, yeah. even with the possibility of being acquitted and, and hopefully suing everyone in the mainstream media and the Biden campaign for their lies about him. Well, I think they certainly have a defamation case, uh, especially if he is acquitted. So if he's acquitted of, of wrongdoing, I would recommend the Rittenhouse family go and sue every mainstream media outlet that called him a white supremacist. Yeah. Every mainstream media outlet said, said he was reckless and, uh, and sue them. We saw what happened with the Covington kid. You know, by some estimates, he may have won $200 million from uh, what they claimed about, about them. And so I think Ritten, Rittenhouse clearly has a case here. I just don't see how the jury comes back with a conviction. But we know our courts have been weaponized. We know many people yeah. have been duped. Yeah. So we shall yeah. see because nothing's a given. Talking to Grant Stinchfield, uh, host of Stinchfield on Newsmax, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I did see a funny meme yesterday. It showed uh, uh, the uh, Cove Calf kid. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, it, it said here, uh, won $250 million for defamation. And then on the bottom it shows Rittenhouse, and, and it says, hold my beer. <laughs> Which I thought was... <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, I do want to comment because you, you had a great interview. I haven't shared it yet, but I'm going to with uh, one of my favorite people, Sebastian Gorka, uh, with regard to Steve Bannon yesterday, who was on Fuego in front of the FBI uh, uh, field office yesterday. Why don't you tell us about what he had to say and your thoughts on Steve Bannon uh, being released without bail yesterday? Well, so, so look, they, uh, they constantly want to go after anyone associated with President Trump, because let's not forget it is a war against all America first uh, people who voted for President Trump. That's what it is. Uh, and ultimately what they want is to debilitate President Trump, cut him off at the knees, and uh, hopefully damage him so he can't run again. But what they underestimate is that guys like Steve Bannon, guys like Cash Patel, Kaylee McEnany, the president's former press secretary, are going to eat their lunch when they finally get in to testify. And President Trump only gets stronger. All these attacks on him make him stronger and stronger. And uh, I think it's a serious miscalculation uh, on behalf of uh, Adam Schiff and the like. Well, and he also, uh, Steve Bannon, has created a phenom as far as his war room online. Uh, clearly, the, the, he has some very strong uh, opinions, particularly about the 2020 election and election integrity. And clearly, there is appeal there, despite the mainstream media saying since January or, or uh, uh, November the 4th of last year that there's nothing to see here. So he clearly is resonating in a number of ways. Uh, also, with this whole Jan January 6th insurrection, and this this kangaroo court 
that has already made up their mind with regard to the defendants in the January 6th, th- those who are in the Bastille in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Rob, let, let me tell you a little story. I, I had the uh, opportunity to go to Tucson, Arizona a few weeks ago, and I went to a baby shower. That baby shower was for a 23-year-old woman, nine months pregnant, who was at the Capitol. She made the critical mistake of going inside that Capitol. Did not, from what I could see, she's not charged with any violence, she's not charged with any destruction, only for going into the Capitol. The federal government offered this woman, 23 years old, nine months pregnant, four years in a federal penitentiary. She's been under home confinement for the last nine months. Now, last I checked, Black Lives Matter goons and Tifa thugs are getting away scot-free, and this mom-to-be is offered four years in a federal penitentiary? What has happened to America where we re-fall back on political persecution of people just because they disagree with us? It's disgusting. I think uh, that a a judge two weeks ago technically stormed the Bastille in Washington, D.C., exposed what was going on, Uh, and I'm hoping that this uh, House of Cards continues to fall, and uh, hopefully this January 6th uh, kangaroo court uh, full of uh, political operatives, like-minded political operatives who've already made up their mind about anybody, including Steve Bannon. I hope that they do a major face plant because uh, Bannon ain't going down with a fight. He's not going down with a fight. Listen, Grant, I got I, go ahead. Sorry, closing thoughts. Well, just real quick, we got to hold Republican congressmen and leaders accountable. They got to be out there on the steps fighting. Yeah. You got guys like Matt Gates and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene that are doing it. Where are the rest of them? They should be protesting every day, holding news conferences on the steps of the Capitol, trying to free these people. Amen. Amen. Grant, uh, anything big and exciting happening on the show tonight? Uh, Well, we're just watching Kyle Rittenhouse. We've we've got a lot on that. I'm going to get into more of the lies and how they weaponize them, but um, should be another good show. And and as always, I love coming on your program. I'm so proud of your success, Rob. It's just amazing to watch you take off like a rocket ship. (laughs) All right, man. Well, best of luck to you, too. Have a glorious day, and we'll see you tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax TV, my brother. Thanks, my man. See you. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families, police and all first responders, and you, and you. Thank you very much. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.
Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.